<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I don't Hey guys, welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. We are doing an occupation series today. Occupation paparazzi we have adam glenn on he has inter well he's the host of the hollywood raw podcast with dax holt he is known for his work on tmz he's interviewed alec baldwin trump oprah beyonce michael jordan justin timberlake all all the big names and welcome him to the podcast. Hey, Adam, is, is it okay What's that up, we guys? call you a paparazzi or do you prefer it's totally fine. street journalist? So that's a funny story. I call myself a street journalist and that's it. You know, listen, I'm not offended if you call me paparazzi. I just changed the title for my LinkedIn because I felt like the word paparazzi is such a negative term. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people refer to it as very like a negative tone to it. So mm-hmm. I, I figure if I change the narrative and call myself a street journalist, Essentially, I could change the narrative behind a photographer, behind a journalist. And that's, I mostly do video interviews. But yeah, you call me paparazzi, but I, I just call myself a street journalist, which is a little bit different, which is funny because now I'm seeing other people starting to call themselves street journalists. I'm like, dude, I just made up that title. It means absolutely nothing. It's, it's so stupid. essentially the same thing. Actually, I guess when- it makes sense. When yeah. you say paparazzi, you think of the people who recorded Britney Spears shaving her head. Yeah. Street journalist is someone asking thoughtful questions. I guess so. I mean, listen, I think those guys were essentially journalists too, because, yeah. you know, when you, you know, again, we're, we're going to get into this stuff, but I mean, you know, when you think of the biggest news stories in the world now today, it's, you know, a lot of it's celebrity driven and, you know, it's like, it's crazy. If it's political, it's they're journalists, but if it's celebrity, you're considered paparazzi. That, you is, know, so, it's, that is so true. And I was thinking hmm. earlier, are paparazzi or street journalists as needed today since everyone has their own phone camera in their hand yeah and you could just see like Haley bieber out at lunch and be like snap 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 well that's what's going on now it's where essentially you used to be a few people you know at least i'm based in new york city you know and la is its own different element in new york city there's probably about when i first started which is a little over 10 years ago there's probably about 40 paparazzi and we knew all each other like we were kind of worked together but we all kind of worked against each other but we all worked together but now essentially with everyone having a camera phone everyone yeah. is paparazzi everyone's a journalist and you know now the celebrities are involved and now they take the photos they put on their instagram and they break their own story so essentially yeah. they can control their own narrative so are they still needed yes are they still is it still such a lucrative business it's the industry's changed and everyone's just kind of rolling with it so if I get a good picture of like a grade A celebrity, could I sell it to a magazine that I took 100%. on my phone? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. 
It happens all the time. But the thing is the average person doesn't know they could sell it. You know, the average person puts it on their Instagram. And then once you put it on Instagram, that becomes sort of, as long as you own the rights to the photo, that becomes like general from like uh, anybody has the rights to use that. I think Instagram essentially owns the photo then. So then anybody could use the photo and then they don't have to necessarily compensate you. It's a weird slippery slope. But uh, the average person, yeah, public domain. So if you take a photo on your phone, you could place that, you could sell that, you could license it, you could do whatever you want with it. it is, there is sort of value to that. So would publications know that since it's not a real street journalist photo, that they could charge a regular human less if it's not their profession? They lowball them? Actually, great question. Uh, this, uh, so it's funny. I did this video recently. Uh, uh, it was from a while ago. Shaquille O'Neal getting into uh, a tiny uh, smart car. And it's funny. I got hit up by the Today Show. And the Today Show hits me up and goes, hey, man, we love to use this awesome video. We love to use this video on the show. I'm like, listen, I know the deal. They send it to you not knowing, like, I know you have a budget. I know what you do is you usually license that stuff. I'm like, they didn't know they're dealing with someone. This is how I kind of make my income. And I was like, hey, well, are you guys, can you guys send me a deal? Can we license it? And like, you know, can I ask for a certain amount? And then they're like, oh, okay. So they try to see what they can get away without paying you. And then eventually when I'm like, hey, you could pay me. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll pay you. So it's, uh, most people don't know that they could actually make money on it. And essentially, you know, TMZ sort of changed the narrative on that. They say, if you have a video, you have a story, you know, call us. And then that's what all the other publications are doing now. And even that model's changed a little bit, you know, you know, you have the Dumois of the world. You guys familiar with Dumois? No, no. Oh, Dumois is like this private Instagram account that a lot of people follow. And, um, you know, people say, hey, I just saw uh, Brad Pitt in uh, West Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, I saw this person and they do spotting things. And, you know, it's like the average fan is breaking a, a huge celebrity news story because they're like spotting things or saying what's going on. And a lot of journalists are getting their stories from them. Before social wow. media, before getting tips like that, how would paparazzi find stars? And on the same note, how, what was the percentage of stars calling the paparazzi and saying where they were or their publicists mm-hmm, doing that's so? A good question. So I could say from my personal experience, I always, I, it's the 20% really answer this question. 20% comes from the celebrity themselves, 20% from the publicists, 20%, 20% from my tipsers, okay. 20% from the venues, and 20% from me running into them. Now, 20% from the celebrity themselves. Some of them, not all of them, I have a relationship with, you know, and I could hit them up like, hey, man, I saw you in New York. Um, can we do something? Can we, can we do something real cool, fun? You're promoting something. Let me just meet up with you. Let me know your schedule. It'll be quick. And all right, cool. Bam. Some of them, it's like, hey, they tweet out their, their lunch. I'm like, hey, how'd you know I was here? You just tweet out your, your <laughs> lunch, you idiot. Like, you just told me you're at Cipriani right now on Broadway. You know, like, you obviously, it's not a, you know, 20% from the venues. Now, the venues will hit you up and say, hey, this person just entered the restaurant. Why don't you come by and get the shot? Because they get the press of it. It's yeah. great exposure for them. Amazing press. Yeah, uh, 20% for my tipsters, tipsters being my, uh, you know, from cops to firemen to homeless guys on the street to cab drivers to doormen to, you know, construction guys, like random people. I have a great network in New York City will hit me up and say, hey, we just saw this person, this, you know, blah, 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 hit me up with tips. Um, The publicist will hit you up and say, hey, listen, my client or, you know, you know, obviously you guys know the deal, the game that's uh, to hit you about their clients and their, they they want the exposure because they're promoting something Mm -hmm. or they want to be seen doing something or be associated with something. And then the other, lastly, the 20% is for me running into them. And, you know, that happens all the time. I'll be walking down the street in Soho and I, like this happened the other day. I was walking down the street and I was like, oh, there's Gigi Hadid, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, you know, I walk my eyes up and you'll be able to spot people. And it, 
you know, it, it used to, it's become like a sixth sense for me. Like, it's like a fun game for me to like walk around, just spot people. That like, is it's so just fun. a little bit more difficult with the pandemic and everyone wearing masks, but, but it's yeah. a really, it's a fun kind of tricky game, but you'd be surprised how many people you run into a day that most people aren't even, uh, even realizing, you know, especially it's a little bit more different in New York and LA because there's more people here. Right. So when you're walking around, do you always have like your good camera on you, like your big chunker or you're like trying to be sly? Uh, no, I have my camera in my book bag. Like okay. I have a book bag and it's it's not even like the best camera. My camera yeah. could handle a few punches <laughs> if that needs to be. Like it's it's a it's a good enough camera. It's it's but it's um it's yeah, it's a good camera. But it's usually my book bag. I don't walk around with my hand and then, okay. you know, I just kinda I do laps. Like I kinda walk through Soho, I see my friends and you know, I know the door guys at places. I'll see the local homeless people who I know, which sounds ridiculous, say what's up to them. Like I hang out with these people and then Eventually, someone walks by us and say, hey, you know who just walked came by us? Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, okay, cool. Boom. Go get it. Boom. So how do you Boom. do that? How do you create the relationships with these doormen? Like, and then to the point where they're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to help this guy out. Is it just because you are charming and, and very outgoing? Oh, yeah. Please. Thank you so much. Keep going, <laughs> Ashley. <Bye. laughs> and handsome. And handsome. Yes. <laughs> um, you know what? It, for me, it was always like it's about the relationships. And you know, I don't work in an office. I work on the streets. And these are the people we kind of work with every day, just like some, a lot of people work in offices. You know, I see the same people every day from door guys. And it's like, just, you know, I don't really consider my tipsters. I consider my friends because I'm generally like, I like these people. I hang out with them. People think I pay them off. And actually I don't because I don't make enough money where it's worth mm-hmm. paying these people off. And there's also people have ridiculous, um, things of how much the content's worth it just because i get a shot doesn't mean it's actually worth anything like i have to place it somewhere to actually make money like it's not so uh i just from being on the streets i met a lot of people and just became friends with them and my you know when i first started 2009 2010 um you know this was during the crazy times when obviously the the britney spears going wild the the wild parties and fights the nights the nightlife was totally different Mm -hmm. and you know i was you know again my background is i'm a stand-up comic i just kind of fell into this world and i always thought that you know i was like i don't know if i want to do this stuff like people like celebrities like telling you get a life and get a real job Mm -hmm. and people calling you paparazzi and like being shitty to you on the street and uh, you don't mind if i curse right or no it? no go for okay, it okay cool uh uh so i i didn't really know if i liked that and my thing was like i just want people to like but also at the time i was i struggled for a long time of getting a real job you know i went to school for pr couldn't get a job went back to school got my teaching certification couldn't get a real job um it, you know i'm out of college for a couple of years with no health insurance struggling you know anxiety how am i going to get by and then finally i fell into this job and my first gig was tmz and i was like listen i'm going to bust my ass just to keep a job you know and i started busting i was working probably about 80 to 100 hours a week and it sounds insane but i was cuz i was so nervous about losing my job mm-hmm. but my 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 goal was for every single time a celebrity come to new york i wanted them to run into me i wanted them to get to know me and be like hey he's not such a bad guy you know And like, I wanted to be like, yeah, he's a cool dude. Like he's, he's one of us. Like he's cool. He's not like trying to catch me on anything. He's not. And eventually like Shaquille O'Neal was like the first one that kind of took me under his wing. And then people like Oprah (laughs) kind of took me under the wing. And then like, just basically realized like, what's your deal? I was like, dude, I'm just trying to keep health insurance right now. And like, I was able to talk, I always try to talk to the people off camera, not just on camera. And I want them to know that 
hey, listen, I'm just trying to eat too. I'm not trying to catch you. I'm trying to tee you up for you to hit a home run. And, yeah. You know, essentially, I, I want to party with you. I want to I want to become friends with you. Like, I'm not from this world. I'm from middle class New Jersey. Like, I'm. this is cool for me. I'm a fan. And I wanted mm-hmm. to know how much I'm a fan of what I like them about. And I think over time, just by putting myself right in front of them all the single times, like, again, every single time Kim Kardashian came to New York, I always got in front of her and made sure at least I crossed paths with her. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a bunch of celebrities. And over time, we start to build relationships. And some of the publicists start to like, all right, he's cool. I know who this guy is. And then, you know, Beyonce put me in a music video uh, uh, to, you know, sing on the street with Aretha Franklin, got to know her people and became friends with her and sang with Michael Buble and just like a what? bunch of random, like insane experiences. Yeah. <laughs> crazy i know i read all about this it's like wait okay yeah. so so do you feel you have an advantage over other i'm just going to continue using the word for sake of simplicity paparazzi because you get to know them more on a personal level and you present yourself like a fanboy because you're kind of fun uh, so that's a great question i think it's it's a little bit more scary because you don't know how they're going to react so most paparazzi you know are, are doing photo there's not many video guys but mm-hmm. The, the video, the photo guys are now doing video because what they do is they have like uh, a little camera on top of their camera. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh. that's actually doing video as mm-hmm. they're doing stills. Okay. Um, for me, it's a little bit more scary because like I'm not trying to get that. Sh- for me, from getting Gigi Hadid walk from, from one door to the other, it's not going to do anything for me. No one's going to buy it. No one cares. It's stupid. Maybe like people like look at it on an Instagram or YouTube, but it's hard to monetize that. For me, I always look for engagement. And engagement means I got to talk to them. I got to interview yeah. them. And um, it's a little bit more ballsy, you know, like it's like, you know, I always say this, I hit on guys, I hit on girls. Like you have to mm-hmm. charm them into talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary because you don't know what kind of mood they're in. If they don't like the paparazzi, if they're in a bad mood, but it's like, it's like, yo, what up, dude? How you doing? Like, what's going on? And I feel like sometimes like the New York accent kind of gets with them. And I kind of like, you know, they kind of like, they see me smile and they know maybe my body language is like, yo, what's up, my man? And like, they kind of like, they know it's kind of fun and cool. And that's the scary part is I don't know how they're going to, um, they're going to feel. And that's, it, it's, it's, it's a much more different dynamic. Like, but the thing is with, with me, at least sometimes the, the, the flash photographers want me there because I could kind of open up the celebrity smile. and make them smile. Yeah. And again, the only way a photo is going to sell, A, if it's good fashion or B, if like they yeah. want the, the paparazzi want good photos. And what is good photos? A celebrity smiling, being happy. So, and I'm not competition to the pop, the other photographers, a video guys, I'm competition, but the other photographers, I'm not. So we essentially sort of work together because it's like, Hey, I don't get in their way. They get good shots. I get that video. And I'll tell you what, the bigger the celebrity, the cooler they are. Oprah, awesome. Brad Pitt, awesome. You know, Shaq, David Spade, awesome. You know, like great, like genuine good people. And then you deal with like the lower tier and they're the ones who play games. I'm like, dude, oh, I know. really? Right? Like, they're the ones the that are like, I can't pretend like I like this. But you know, it's, in the same breath, like you, they need to be nice to you to get you to post great photos of them or post them at all because good or bad press, you know? Like, yeah. like Mel Gibson punching the camera is going to get you almost more money yeah. than, than um, like a smile too. So yeah. you can't, like either or really nice or really mean is going to be interesting for all of us. Sorry, I'm so dark here, guys. Sorry, I'm, no, no, so am I. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just in my part. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, you're right though. It's um, you know, people always think. I remember one time talking to Seinfeld, and he was like, "Oh, like he was talking about like, dude, I'm just trying to engage. Like, I'm not trying to provoke you. Like, if again, I'm not unless unless you're at your 
is there something newsworthy going about you? Like, then I have to ask that thing mm-hmm. about you. You know, I'm not one of those, like, you know, I'm not going to go up to Adam Sandler and say, hey, what do you think about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry? Because no one really gives a shit about their opinions with that. Like, it's yeah. with his opinion. Like, it's, I want to, I want to have fun with them. I want to have a different kind of funny interview with them. And then I know what I do is I try to place it in different media outlets. And that's how I'm able to do. I license it. And, um, and what I'll do is I'll call media outlets and say, hey, listen, I got this great exclusive interview and it's a little different um, than most of the other outlets get. And rather than the typical red carpet, you know, stuff. And yeah. for me, it's like when Oprah comes to New York, she usually does three interviews. She does Stephen Colbert, usually. She always does Gail King and then Adam Glenn, which crazy yeah, people don't me. talk about. And uh, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. No one thinks about that. You know, it's fucking cool as shit, huh? Like talking to Oprah. So it's do you like, have Oprah's personal number? Um, no, I don't. I have her friend's number, like okay. her, her, her team's number. Walks around with her. I, I know her public. I know her. I know her team, and okay. usually, but like they know I'm gonna find her just mm-hmm. because I got I got such a good network, and I try to always work with them. I'm like, listen, let me. And sometimes, there's be honest, there's, there's been times where I've gotten, and she's like, hey, not today or something like that. I remember mm-hmm. actually one time I got Oprah. It was right after the uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting in Florida, uh, and it yeah. was the next mm-hmm. day, and I was with her on the street. She's Adam, can you not? And I was like, yeah, oh, no yeah. worries. And she's like, yeah, you know, there's there's nothing for me to say about it, you know, like. Like it's yeah. going to make new and it's just like i don't want to add it and i was like listen i get it and it's because i put the camera down i build those relationships exactly with you build that trust yeah you know and again the smart people get it essentially not all of them are good people and um you know i tr- i try to be cool i try to talk to them off camera essentially sometimes the publicists aren't that nice and i, I try to i try to do setups with the publicists and say hey listen like give me a minute of their time i promise you these are the questions I'm going to ask boom 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 some of them get it some of them don't but you know, again, there's been times where the paparazzi will kind of go crazy. And it's, I've, you know, I'm probably guilty myself for being doing some not the warmest things to them, but it's also because you weren't that warm to me. And again, I'm just trying to eat, but I'm also part of the business too. Yeah. It is time to talk about a sponsor that you guys love, that we love. It is Better Help. You are able to connect with a with a licensed professional therapist online. You can start communicating with them with Within 24 hours, you connect in a safe, private, online environment, and it's super convenient. It's not self-help. It's personal counseling. And you can send messages to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions if you don't want to, you know. You want the privacy of not having your face showing. You know, we get it. You want to be lying in bed sometimes for your therapy sessions. It makes sense. Um, you never have to deal with an uncomfortable waiting room with BetterHelp. We love BetterHelp for so many reasons. One of those is that they have counselors specialized in so many areas, depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and the services available for clients worldwide. And there's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in your area. Like maybe you can't find somebody who specializes in this. You have to drive too far and then you have to worry about anybody seeing you. You never have to worry about that here with BetterHelp. And it's also really nice because you don't have to deal with parking or wearing a mask. You just do it right there online. Um, It's also affordable. We love that BetterHelp is affordable and everything that you share is confidential. And you guys, it is popular. 
In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors right now in all 50 states. We want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener of the I Don't Get It podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash get it. So join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health at betterhelp.com slash get it. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash get it. You also play games with them, um, so much so that it led to a syndicated show called South uh, South of Wilshire. South of Wilshire. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did it. So that was – so, again, I was at TMZ for a, a pretty decent amount of time. I killed it there. I was the number one camera guy. I loved the job. I, lo- I loved the job. Um, I, you know, again, I still do it. I loved it. But I, I, I broke a lot of ground there. Um, you know, again, I was the one to start breaking these relationships with these celebrities. And like, you know, Shaq would kidnap me for the day where, again, Beyonce put me in a music video where I had the number four quote of the 2014, uh, the, the year 2014, I had the number four quote of the year, which Ooh. was for Roger Goodell. It was the crazy story. So right. you guys remember the Ray Rice story in the yeah. elevator? Yeah. So the TMZ was the one that broke that story. And then all of a sudden, I, uh, it's a wild story. I haven't talked about this in a while. Uh, so TMZ broke the story of Ray Rice in the elevator. Then all of a sudden, a few days later, the NFL is doing this press conference at this hotel in New York City. Last minute, you know, I get a call to go cover this press conference. But like we weren't like they, the NFL, I don't think, was going to allow us TMZ into the press conference. I, was, I think I might have like a little bit of an edible in my system or something like that. It was like <laughs> a Friday. And uh, I, mean, I was like in gym shorts and I was with my coworker. And it was a nice day. And they get a call like, hey, try to get into the press conference. And we just kind of walked into the press conference and no one stopped us. Good. I'm sitting in the back of the press Freedom conference. Freedom of the press. Let me yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, it's funny. They had this press conference. Everyone's wearing a shirt and tie. And I'm wearing like a YMCA shirt and like mesh shorts. Like I don't, I look like, a, like I look like I have like ninth grade gym class. Like just like, who's this guy? Yeah, who's this kid? I'm sitting in the back and then all of a sudden, like I'm so kind of bored during this. I called my friend, this Benji Bronk from the Howard Stern show. I go, Benji, you should crash this press conference. And Benji crashed this press conference. And it was like an insane thing. It was all over the news. And it was so funny. If you YouTube it, you'll see Benji crash in the, uh, this press conference. It's like huge, like live on ESPN press conference. And I mm-hmm. kind of set up this whole thing up. And then all of a sudden, um, I get a call from my boss, like, get on the mic, get on the mic. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I start re- putting my hand up for the mic. And again, this is live all over the world. And um, like they're like, get on the mic. And they kept getting the microphone to the same people. They gave it to uh, Peter King, I believe, of uh, of Sports yeah. Illustrated, and then Rachel, I forget the girl's name, the reporter from uh, ESPN. ESPN. They kept going yeah. back and forth to the same people. And I'm like, dude, like, give me the mic. And then finally I see the publicist, and I go, you see my hand up? Give me the microphone. <laughs> she gives me the microphone, and I go, Mr. Godell, I go, uh, you know, Adam Glenn with TMZ. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, <gasps> turns out, looks at me. I'm like, again, I'm like out of it. And all of a sudden, like, I asked him two questions. I go, Mr. Godell, you know, you know, you guys have a whole legal department. Why didn't you, like, just call the, 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 to get the video? And he starts giving this BS answer of why I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they try to take the mic from me. Then I just kind of act like I was really, I pulled the microwave back, the microphone back. And I said, well, we made one phone call and got that video. And you guys have a whole legal, can you explain that to me? And he couldn't explain that to me. And then all of a sudden, the press conference ended abruptly. Next thing you know, and again, this is like a Friday afternoon. I, we, I'm like packaging my stuff to like leave the press conference. All the reporters are coming to me. Hey, great job. Great job. I'm like, oh, yes, thanks. I don't know what's go going on. Adam. 
next thing you know, like I get a call from my boss and he's like, hey, uh, what's the vibe like right there? I'm like, ah, it's fine. Just clean this stuff up. He goes, dude, you're trending on Twitter right now. I go, what? He goes, you're trending on Twitter. And next thing you know, I go on my car. They're talking about me on the radio. Um, what's your name? Rachel, uh, the big uh, Ma- 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 Maddo. Rachel Maddow is talking to me on MSNBC. Then John Oliver's talking to me about his show. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is Just insane. Saying that you spoke the truth and it was yeah, incredible. And I, and I spoke to, and it became the number four quote of 2014. And then all of a sudden I was just doing like these crazy videos like for TMZ, which essentially, you know, from all these things, like they're like, dude, we got to do something. And which led, you know, Harvey from TMZ is like, listen, I got a game show idea. I want you to come, come by to come out to LA and produce it. And I, we did 68 episodes and uh, wow. it's pretty cool. You know, again, I'm just a paparazzi in the street. Then all of a sudden hosting a game show on Fox and we were able to do it. It was a great experience. And it was just, you know, just to be able to say I did that, you know, host a game show is insane, you know? That's really fun. Okay. Right, my stories are long, but it's wild. No, I no, no. I love it. So <laughs> we see your tactics here. You're very personable. When you first got started in, in 2009-ish, did you implement those tactics right away? Like, did you feel pesky for a while? Like, you know how people, you know, celebrities are like, oh, I hear the paparazzi. Like, did you feel like a burden or did you kind of like always step out with confidence? No, no. I, I, I actually got, I almost left the job because i just didn't feel like a good person like ambushing these people with a camera it was like ugh, like it felt gross and like I'm, it's not for me but then i realized if i could get in a position where they kind of like walk into the camera rather than like scare them like boom you know and then all of a sudden i realized i didn't like to do stuff with kids like i never wanted to do the kids and i remember one time yeah. with matt damon i was like hey matt do me a favor i was like can i get you real quick i'm like i got a camera can i ask you a few questions like i don't want to get you the kids he's like yeah yeah no problem Pulls the kids aside. I got them without the kids. I just didn't want to be that guy. But I always, you know, but essentially what changed for me was like I put my position where they kind of walk towards me, you know, so they saw me coming from like 30 yards away. So they'd be like, oh, a camera guy, you know, so if they weren't into it from a distance, but yo, yo, no, no, yo, can I not do it? I'm like, yeah, no worries. Don't worry about it, you know? And um, again, I just hope they remember that, you know, but, uh, but then also I try to ask questions that will tee them up and they realize, like, hey, I'm I'm trying to be cool. And then, you know, again, bodyguards, I, I've gotten to my fair share of, you know, you know, ta- fights with bodyguards. But eventually, like, I became cool with them because I always tell the bodyguards, like, you know, the ones who get it, who are professional, they understand it. I always say, you know why I'm here. You know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to get my video. Don't worry about me. Protect them from the other people on the street because yeah. those are... Those are the people we don't know what's going to go on. Like, that's true. I'm keeping my distance. I, I'm not hiding. Like, you know what I'm trying to do. Like, there's not. We've seen fans grab people and get like really mad. Like, I think someone yeah. grabbed Kylie or something. She was like, ew. Someone grabbed Kim. Yeah. Um, so it's, I've seen it done, man. I, and again, most of the bodyguards are pretty cool. Essentially, like, some of them are a little tough and some of them could be assholes. Um, I've never really gotten to any kind of fights per se. I've seen some. Um, actually, I'll tell you a story. This one time, so Drake and Rihanna were eating at Nobu. This is when they were first. You don't mind if I tell you a story, do you? Uh, we want you to. Please. Okay, okay. All right. So Drake and Rihanna were essentially dating at Nobu. And uh, they were dating at the time, and they were at Nobu. And Nobu in New York City, the, in the one in the upper, is on 57th Street. It's a weird location because it's like in an alleyway. It's like in a corporate building, and you could go out two sides. You could go out on one side, or there's an alleyway of the street where you could go out the other. I'm just trying to paint the picture. So we went outside, and all of a sudden, it's me and a bunch of paparazzi hanging out, BSing. It's a nice Thursday night. Drake's friends come out, and they kind of like, there's about like eight of them. They come out, and they stand in like a wall in front of us. Like, it's about to be a showdown. We're like, what the <laughs> f- is going on? <laughs> and we're like, what is going on? Next thing you know, a car pulls up on the other side of this alley on the 
across from us, which is about 100 yards away on the other street that we could kind of see through. And Drake and Rihanna come out and start walking the opposite way. And they say to us, you guys aren't going anywhere. And we're like, what? Like, what the fuck? First of all, we could go where we want. It's, pro- it's public property. We could fucking, you can't tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. So next thing the paparazzi, like, what do we do? What do we do? Next thing we're like, let's go. <laughs> Boom, we run like it's a fucking Alamo. You know, we all run around. We're like, charge! And we all run around them. It looks like a big game of like manhunt, like tag. Like we're all running around them like, fuck, I'm pretty fast. I take off. Everyone takes off around these guys, runs through them. We run up, we get the shots. Some guys got some shots. I get a shot. And as I would get closer to them, not, not even that close to them, I get punched in the head. I didn't go down. And because I'm a, you know, I didn't go down. And I said to him, he was like, oh, that's your punch? That's all you got, dude? Like, that was weak, brother. And then, like, some of the other paparazzi were really getting into fights with their friends. And they jumped in the car and took off. And the paparazzi chased them. They're like, fuck that. You just assaulted us. You know, like, we're chasing after you. And then it became like a car chase around New York City. And then they took off to Jersey. I wasn't hurt. I didn't care. Actually, at the time, my company said to me, do you want to file a police report? And I was like, I don't want to file a police report because if you file a police report, that becomes public information. And I don't want my name in the press for something like that. You know, like yeah. I was just happy I didn't go down. I took a shot to the head by Drake's buddy and I didn't go down. down. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, I got a call from Drake's manager's rep. He's like, hey, you know, we heard you were there. We're so sorry. You know, blah, blah, blah. Can you try to like not make sure this goes out it kind of yeah i was like yeah i don't care and then they sent me like a bunch of cookies i was like all right we're good all right yeah you know? i was like send nice. me, you know send me some cookies or something that you know he could have sent me a hoodie or so something like that but dumb. i know but that's like the i mean i've i've really not really seen too many fights i mean mostly the fights are just the crazy people on the street but the bodyguards know the job and again the the smart ones get it like i'm very close to like floyd mayweather's bodyguards like i talk to them all the time and you know, they'll help me out and, you know, they'll let me know if like Floyd's not in the mood today and Floyd, yeah. like, you know, I have a good relationship with him. I'll be like, Floyd, what up? And I was just in Miami with him where he's like, dude, can we not do it today? Can we, why don't you come to my birthday party that night? So I went to his birthday party. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So, like, eat, like so you the, like fly down to wherever like you know the celebrities are going to be like the grade A celebrities. So I I done like small stuff like Floyd was there. I was down in Miami for the month. And I brought my camera with me, so I was like, and I did some interviews down there, and I got Floyd and did very very well with that one. But um, I I'll go to like the Super Bowl when there's a bunch of people. I won't travel to get celebrities for me because it's just not worth it. It's not. Yeah, they're all right. Actually, it's it's just not. It's the financial the money you put out the money come in. It's it's too much of a gamble. There's other guys that do that. But for me, that kind of works for himself. And I, it's, just not, it's, not, it's not worth it for me. So you're totally freelance. I yeah, am freelance. Now? Yeah, I am freelance. I have like a, yes, I'm totally freelance. It's, uh, it's good. It's fun. That's I'm doing so well. Nice. I'm able to like ask the questions I want and not have to feel like an asshole and not have to work the assignments I don't want to do. And I don't want to be the bad guy. I get to choose the stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm financially able to pay for my life. Listen, I got to, you know, I'm able to, I got to, I got a pretty cool fun, good life. I'm able to go to the gym in the middle of the day. I'm about to go work out with your boy Dale Moss in 45 minutes. uh, (laughs) Is Dale Moss going to train you? Like, what's the Dale Moss deal? I've known Dale. He wants you to to follow him right now. Yeah, right. No, I've known Dale, like, dude, I've known Dale for a long time. You know, I knew Dale when he, uh, like, before he went on the show and then all of a sudden, like, it was just... I've known him for a while, just around the New York scene, and we kind of work out in the same circle, so okay. we just kind of hang out. But now I'm kind of helping him out with some stuff and adjusting to this new life because it's kind of wild, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I, I feel like for me, a guy like you know, from my position now, that I, I I know both sides of it, and I break a lot of stories that I could help people as far as in the PR world, as far as control the narrative and kind of get their point across, just like a publicist does. You know, I think essentially a lot of times publicists are they're going to hate me for saying this, are overpaid, you know, yeah. um, for what they can actually do because it's really not that difficult. And a guy like me, it's like I do that job for a lot of people, a lot for my friends. So so yeah. what's the deal with Photoshopping? Like celebrities will pay for you to touch up their photos before they go out or how does that um, work? So I, there is some celebrities, some very, very big celebrities that kind of have deals with some of the photographers and they'll do that for them. You know, like, you know, you'll see a lot of times in magazines now, like Katie Holmes, drinking a Zika water in a Walgreens somewhere. You're like, what the fuck? Like, who, what's the paparazzi got this shot? And the, the, the photo is perfectly out, so you see the brand's name. So the photographer is going to clean it up to make it a little bit better. There's other some very big celebrities that will make their butt look smaller, clean up their stomach. Like, they'll do a little bit of airbrushing to make the photo, you know, but, you know, not all the time, but it depends on the photo if it's exclusive. And, you know, I know some photographers that got in trouble for, like, they Photoshopped someone with, the you know two people together in the same shot when they weren't together you know oh. like there's it, it it goes back and forth but for the most mm-hmm. part it's you know one of the biggest celebrities out there one of the biggest celebrities in the world changed the game and uh essentially they started you know and now that they are working with the paparazzi and that's why you know they kind of work in house and get the great photos and that's why you see their photo looks very great and all the, and they're in every single magazine and they always give the eye shot and they use the media to their advantage. And I think the smart ones get it because it is a business. 
Yeah. I wonder who that wonder, is. Yes. You guys know who it is. I don't have to say the name, <laughs> but uh, I mean, come I on. Remember, we know. We know. I remember the bathing suit shot on the beach where Kim's butt looked completely distorted in like she got some whack implants or something and she was like bad lighting bad lighting but then everything else we've seen has been fake but that was the one real thing we've seen theory conspiracy theory theory. man i wish they i I wish a lot of these people i knew what kind of instagram filter they were doing because they are good you know but uh (laughs) they you know it's i'm sure you know like again it's weird it's weird weird times where i don't know if those photos will sell necessarily now like you know like do people want a bad photo of Elizabeth Bur- uh, like uh, Elizabeth Hurley now because she looks so great at her age, or do they want to see a little cellulite on her? You know, so <laughs> I think you know. I think sometimes that the photographer could, you know, the celebrity will say to the photographer, "Say, hey, can you clean me up?" But I think it's like at the end of the day, it's going to do whatever sells. So I think the phot- it's up to the photographers. Like, man, it's a good photo. I can make it a little bit better if I kind of take this out, like maybe make the beach look a little bit cleaner here or kind of, t- you know, it's like yeah. you got to do what you got to do to sell a photo, you know? So it's, uh, it happens. Yeah. It's, how it's, do you, yeah. How do you respond to like the paparazzi hate, hate where they're saying that it affects mental health um, and, you know, physical safety, like in Princess Diana situations? Listen, there's some good paparazzi. There's some bad paparazzi. You know, I try to be as good as possible. You know, um, the Princess Diana situation was insane at the time. It was a whole different time then and people were chasing them. I'm still, there's still paparazzi chases now, but usually not the paparazzi, for the most part, you know, the paparazzi chases now, like for example, Kendall Jenner was in New York City two weeks ago and she was walking around New York City and she had a bodyguard and the bodyguard was sort of like the voice between Kendall and the paparazzi. And the paparazzi were following Kendall, not chasing her because they're like, hey, listen, we're going to Cipriani. So if they let, once they let the photographers know, it doesn't become like a crazy drive yeah. situation. It's like, okay, we know where we're going. We don't have to chase we'll it. It's for, every, it's for yeah. everyone's safety, you know? And then all of a sudden, like, she gives up the shots. And then eventually the bodyguard came up to the photographer and said, hey, guys, we got, you guys got the shot, right? Which is pretty much like, guys, like, we're good, right? Like, she gave it up, you're good. And the photographers will go one way and she goes the other and doesn't have to worry about it, you know? Um, again, that's, you hope what happens. Essentially not many people know that I'm sure, you know, Bieber is followed all the time still. Um, but again, it's not as much like, as long as you don't hide and you kind of like, Hey man, I'm going to follow you and try to get some shots. It's sort of like a two way street here. It's like, if you know, you hope they say to you like, Hey, listen, if we gave the shot and that happened, actually I saw a video recently, Bieber was going away with Haley. He goes out in this big tour bus and he got out of the car and he ran out to the photographers. Hey, guys, listen, can I give you the shot now real quick so you don't keep following us? And they're like, yeah, sure. Boom, boom. They do the shot. He jumps away. And it's good for both people, yeah. you know? Like, that's it. So it doesn't really happen as much anymore for the most part. I'm sure it still happens. I'm sure there's people waiting outside Britney Spears' house every single day because mm-hmm. people are curious what she's going to do next. True. But, again, I don't know the relationships they have with the photographers out there where it's just like, hey, guys, we're going here. We're going to the market. Can you please not do it or, you know? I, I don't know those relationships. As like a millennial, I feel like the height of paparazzi was like the club scene with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Yeah. What was like, what has changed in the club scene? Like, why is it not a thing? I mean, Dude, besides, before COVID, like yeah, why yeah. is there not like cool fashion shows coming out of clubs anymore? I, I'm with you. I miss it. I was a guy who was a big <laughs> nightlife guy in New York and now there's no nightlife. And I think yeah. it's like, it's, 
it's different in LA. It's all about these houses. You know, I think in LA from, you know, I, again, I've, I've talked, I've interviewed, you know, I got a podcast, the Hollywood Raw podcast, Ash came out. We, you know, we talked to a bunch of these huge TikTok stars like Bryce Hall and all these people and the, the Hollywood fix guys. And in LA, it's, you know, people like do these Airbnbs and just throw parties at houses now. Yeah. They're so more private. Mm, yeah. And essentially now they're trying to do where, you know, they try to make it a little bit more interesting where no camera phones go in. So that it's just nightlife has changed, you know? And I think people got sick of waiting in line to paying thousands of dollars for a bottle. And at least in New York, I mean, celebrities yeah. weren't going yeah. out in New York, you know, celebrities, it was all like these Euro- Europeans going out, like celebrities just didn't go out because it just wasn't fun. And people rather just go out for a good dinner than wake up early the next day and go work out. Like it's just- I mean, they've all I turned into us, Lauren. They all turned into us. I understand. But like in 2009, when I was in New York, like I would see Leonardo DiCaprio and see yeah. the best people. I'm like, where is this- old nightclub glamour yeah, <laughs> she would like she would not she would never go to bed before 4 a.m and that I was because leo. because to me yeah she was like i can't not go out because i might miss leo yeah. oh dude i'm with you. It, it, one of the coolest things ever is to see a leo in a club and leo in a oh. club is amazing <laughs> Leo is one of the easiest celebrities to spot because, like, I wish I had a hat. hat. He wears a hat so low on his yeah, face. You're like, so low. who's wearing their hat like this? And it's just like, it's like oh. now we know it's you. You're trying to be so private that you're standing out. Yeah, exactly. he's a he's an interesting guy. He's not a bad guy. He's an interesting guy. But it's funny to see him in a club. And I've seen him at concerts. I've seen him at a club because he goes with an entourage. And everyone in the entourage mm-hmm. knows he's there but they try to act like he's not there but they're always like every 30 seconds like all right he's there okay he's there and then girls try to like eventually try to move a little close and they all try to get their minute with leo and try to try to like win him over and it's like the bachelor like they like oh he'll be like okay cool boom on the next one then each girl tries to get their 30 seconds can i steal you for a sec can i steal you for a sec go for the friend yeah and they all try to steal him for a minute they all know he's there but they try to act like he's too it's it's insane but it's one of those things like i'm very happy that i got to see the nightlife when leo was there and if you go to night again this is right before pandemic nightlife just sucked it was just like bust of rhymes every night and he looked all bloated and was just like <laughs> trying to see whose table he could get free drinks from like it was just yeah it was just pretty pretty weak but again i miss the old nightlife like again when i first started it was a place called i mean you butter know, butter butter monday right where i saw leo at butter <laughs> butter mondays that was the spot butter i monday. mean Butter Mondays was a spot. You see so many people there. And it's funny yeah. because the guy, Richie Kiva, who owned it, he also owns One Oak and all like the yeah. cool hot spots. Mm-hmm. He would be like, hey, guys, uh, Leo DiCaprio is coming here in 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Leo's coming. Next thing you know, Leo comes. He'd be like hiding him. Like, yo, guys, get a life, man. Get a job. What are you doing? Get out of here. And then all of a sudden, like, what the fuck? You just told us Leo's coming. And then he'd come back out. Like, yo, you guys get the shot. Like, what? Like. Dude, he wanted to pretend like he was on Leo's side. It happened all the time. It was like, dude, you hit, you tip us, you hit us up. You want, and then you act like you're their friend, like kind of call us assholes. And then you come back outside, like, can you get us? We're like, we were Play so confused. Sides. We're like, Play what the fuck? Teams, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> listen, it's a game, man. It's it's funny. It's fun to me. It's uh, it's great. Um, so yeah, it was it was we- great. It was fun. I loved it. Yeah, I have a lot of like superlative moments that I want to ask you about now. Okay, ready? Yeah. Nicest celebrity, you can ramble. You can ramble um, off a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joan Rivers was the best. Joan Rivers was amazing, Aww. incredible person. Every time you saw her, she'd always take the earrings from her ear and give it to you, um, and say, "Give this to your grandmother." 
She was so sweet and so nice. Uh, Shaquille, like I, I brought his name before. Shaquille O'Neal is like a great person. Like he's just a great human being. Like when I talk about him, like I almost could shed a tear because he's such a good mm-hmm. person. And I actually said to him one day, I've got, I've got to see him in so many different, I have so many great Shaq stories. And like one day I was a Shaq and like, I'm in the car with him. We're going like, yeah, he's doing a bunch he, of- He sees you on the street and then he brings you into the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're friends, man. We're bros. Like, well, we'll you know, he's, he's my bud. But it's funny, like one day, the first time I'm with him, like we're in New York and uh, like, it's like, I did a bunch of, I went to, with him to like The View and did like a bunch of TV shows with him. And then all of a sudden, like, he's like, I'm hungry. Let's get lunch. I'm thinking like, I'm with Shaq. We're going to go to like Nobu and stuff like that. He's like- yeah, I'm going for like Boston Market. I'm like, what, dude? Like Boston Market? Like, dude, like. Oh, like, I am so I'm like, pleased. I'm like so excited to eat some like caviar, like something rich. And I'm like, dude, we're eating Boston Market. But instead we went to some like random burger spot. And we went to this random burger spot. And as we walk in, like obviously Shaq stands out. Yeah. And he shook everyone's hand as he walked Aww. in. I was like, hey, Shaq, he shook everyone's hand. I was like, dude, why do you shake everyone's hand? He goes, you understand? I shake everyone's hand. I shake everyone's hand because not only did I make a fan, but I just made three other fans because they're going to tell three other people a day, hey, guess what? I just met a Shaq. Not only that, I was able to make someone's day. He goes, what's cooler than that? All I had to do is just shake their hand. Like, that's so cool. He's eight feet tall. You might as well be nice. Everyone just stare at you anyway. He just gets it. He gets the joke. He's just a good person. Then I'd say David Spade, who I said before, a great person. I've had lunch with David Spade. Oh, yeah. He's a big bachelor. bachelor Yeah. He's so sweet. He's so cool. He's just a good person. Person. Um, again, I, I said the Michael Blay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Oprah is awesome. Oprah's really cool. Brad Pitt's a great guy. Brad Pitt's mm-hmm. like really cool. Um, there's like more it. good. Here's what I say. I always say 90% of the people are cool. 5% aren't into it, which I respect. The other 5% are assholes. And then mm-hmm. we'll get into, you know, obviously, who's the asshole? All right. So uh, <laughs> exactly. That's the obvious next question. Um, Claire Danes. Okay. Oh. Ran- I know, random, like just not nice. Um, Ryan Reynolds is very awkward. Um, like not really the one you want him to be Ryan Reynolds. You want him to be Van yeah. Wilder, like that sarcastic well, I type don't, dude. I personally don't love Ryan Reynolds. I don't understand the fascinations. I don't get a good vibe from him. I think he has a bad soul. It yeah. seems like he's like a little bit full of himself in the way that it's like I'm so funny, I'm, I'm so, so lovable, and attractive. Everyone, you must love me. Yeah, he. Uh, it's just, I feel like he just, it's just, he's not really that great. Hugh Jackman's a great guy. But yeah, Ryan, I feel like maybe he's got, he's just not really the warmest type dude. Um, try to think who, else, again, I'm trying to think of, it's easier if he put, give me like an Us Weekly in front of me and I could be like, mm-hmm. all right, cool, cool, Good. asshole, asshole, cool, cool. Oh, I got a crazy <laughs> story about this person. Oh, I got shit on this person. Um, okay, well, I can give you a few that like are meaningful to me and Lauren. Yeah, sure. And I can so give you my opinion on that. Je- Justin Timberlake? Cool or uh, asshole? What, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I thought it was your experience. Uh, I, uh, he's not bad. I've had, I have had weird experiences with him, but he's not terrible. Uh, I respect that he's very kind of normal. One day I ran into him on the street and this was years ago. It was a Sunday night. He was eating dinner in Tribeca. It was a random spot. And I saw him leaving lunch, he eat dinner and he was eating with a friend and he's walking down the street by himself. And I tried, I'm like, just, just what's up, man. He goes, yo man, I don't, I don't do this stuff. I don't do this. And I was like, all right, cool. I put my camera down. I start walking away. He goes, and stay away from my house. I go, yo, Justin. I go, I don't wait in front of your house. Actually, that's why I stopped filming because I know you live there and I stopped filming so I didn't show your address. I said, by the way, if you look out your window, most of the photographers sit here, here, here. And then we just start talking. And then he started to be cool. He's like, hey, man, I really appreciate that. I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to be, you know, so he's not bad. He's not like into it, but he's not a bad guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about Justin Bieber and Haley? Because Lauren loves Haley. Um, 
Very cool. Very, very cool. They're nice. They're great people. Uh, crazy story. One day, it was a Friday night. I sit on the bench. I, I got two great Justin Bieber stories. Once this was like years ago. This is, again, maybe 2013. Justin Bieber, I knew was checking into this hotel in Soho. I knew he was checking in. I got it tipped off that he was going in. I'm waiting outside. I knew he was supposed to get there at 10 p.m. at night. I'm waiting there. Next thing you know, I see the two car. I'm, I'm outside with like four fans waiting for Justin Bieber to check into the hotel. Next thing you know, so he three escalators Man. go to the back of the hotel and go into the garage. And all of a sudden, they pull into the garage door, and the garage door starts to close right behind them. And the like, fans are like, Justin, Justin. And all of a sudden, the garage door, and next thing you know, Justin rolls down like Indiana Jones. Last, right before the, the garage door hits the ground, Justin Bieber rolls down the ground. He's like, what's up, guys? I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, shit, Bieber. And he was like, what's up? Took photos of everyone. Super nice guy. He was having fun by himself. No security. Not, not by himself. Very nice. The second story, this was last year. Uh, not last year because that was pandemic. Right before the pandemic a little bit. Um, I'm sitting at the Bowery Hotel in New York City, which is a big celebrity spot. And all of a sudden, I just got done with the gym. It was a Friday night. And I see this girl sitting on the bench and I go sit next to her on the bench. I was going through my book, my bag, just get my shit together. And next thing you know, I see this girl FaceTime with her friend on the phone. And all of a sudden this hand comes out, like starts talking to the girl and hand comes out to me and goes, Hey, what's up, man? My name's Justin. I look up, it's Justin Bieber and Haley. And I look next to me, it was Ashley Benson sitting next to me who I didn't realize. Like, oh shit, it's Ashley Benson. I was like, Hey, what's up, Justin? I'm Adam. I'm not with her, but I just, nice to meet you, man. Cool. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. And it was just awkward because he thought I was with her. And we just all start BSing for like five minutes. And then I was, he goes into the hotel and has a drink with Haley. And Ashley Benson's still sitting next to me. And I just kind of leave for a second. And then like five minutes later, I just ran to Justin back on the corner. And I was like with Haley. And they were just walking around, the two of them. No bodyguards, nothing. I go, hey, Justin. You know, like we start talking again. I was like, hey, man, can I get a photo? It's a crazy story. He was like, absolutely. Take a photo with him. So Justin Bieber is actually a very, very good guy. Oh, my God. I love him. Yeah. Very nice to hear that. What yeah. about Taylor Swift? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, she fucking sucks. Uh, yeah, she's she, also an interesting yeah, one. She, seen. dude, she's she's rough, man. She's not. She's not. She walked backwards one time from you guys, dude. She uh, she's not. I remember 2011. She was doing. She was going to Targets all over and dropping her CD. And I was like shooting there for press. And they had some photographers there. And I remember it was a Target in Harlem. Like, why is Taylor Swift at a Target in Harlem? And I was sitting there waiting for her to come in. Like, everyone knew she was coming, but it wasn't even that many people. I was sitting there trying to film her, like, just take some beat. Her dad came in, took me by, like, my shirt, like, pushed me against the walls. Like, get, the, get your fucking hands off me, dude. Like, it almost got weird between me and her dad. But Taylor Swift was one of those people, like, she plays a lot of games. And then also she tries to act like she hates it. But then she does her makeup when she leaves the gym. And she's giving you the, like, the over-the-back shoulder and giving the shot. Like, she's posing as she, like, walks around. But... I've never really seen her warm to the fans and she's not really great to the, like her crew. It's just not, she's not pleasant. What about Tom Cruise? Nice guy. Very interesting guy. Cause you know, all Scientologists in my, from my experience have always been very, very nice. Um, John Travolta. I, very nice. Super nice yeah. guy. John Travolta is great. All Scientologists have been very, very nice. You don't see him as much, but every single time he comes, he's very professional. He's very nice. He, he's very good to the fans. He knows how to do the paparazzi. He's very great. But it's interesting because we see Katie Holmes all the time in New York City, and we just never see him with Surrey, the kid. Right. Oh, yeah. And I think yeah. the story is that he can't be with her because she's not a psychologist. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. Huh. So it's it's pretty wild. It is wild. I know that. Yeah. You got Tom Brady and Giselle. I don't Giselle, she's a professional. She acts like I, I'm not there. She'll never talk to me. Tom Brady, I don't think he'll never – I don't think – 
I don't think he'll ever talk to me. I just never go for him because I don't think he's into it. Lauren, do you have anybody else that we're missing out? Because we, we have Leo, we got Justin, we got yeah. the ones that we just named. It's easier when you go me like who's an answer is cool. It's like just give me a name. Right, like, I want to like, open right, up my story. for you page and like see like who's on here. But I mean, I mean, I guess the Kardashians. Like, but you, they're you awesome. Kind of already, yeah, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. They're great. Honestly, they're they are Harry great. Styles. They're professionals. Oh, they're great. Harry Styles. He's an interesting guy. He's just very like uh, he's Harry Styles. Like he's Harry Styles everywhere. Like he's not going to talk. Actually, you know what? When they were One Direction, they were super cool. And I remember like they, it was like right before, right when they blew up, I ran into them in a garage. At, I somehow got into the garage and got into the van with them. And they were cool. They were like nice guys. Like you were fun. We were talking about drinking and he was you nice. got but into I, the van with them? Yeah, I was in a van with them, which is sort of weird. Um, but this was like during One Direction times. This is not like Harry Styles solo. But he was, uh, he was cool. Like, they're, like he's pretty chill. He's quiet. He's very like um, – he's like a magician. Like he, he just kind of appears and he disappears. And he's just kind of like – he like comes yeah. through a cloud. Yeah. Hey, I'm Harry Styles. Yeah. Uh, you know, like he's I'm just – I don't yeah. know how to describe Sorry. him. He's not a bad guy. He's, he's chill. Um, what about- my last one is Ariana okay. Grande because I feel like she could be polarizing. Um, yeah, she's, um, she's not terrible. She's not terrible. She's changed a lot over the years. You know, this is a person who come out hugging the photographers and then tipping the photographers off, um, to not as much doing it anymore. Um, she's become like a brand. Um, I got some stories on her that I can't really say publicly, but I'll tell you guys okay. off camera. I'll tell you. Okay. This is, yeah. Actually, I got some we stories on her. have five minutes. No, no. Wait, I got uh, one more. No. Do you have a heart out? I have a heart out, but five minutes. Okay. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Zach Efron. Cool dude. Not bad. Zach Efron. He's short. Small guy. He's not a big yeah. guy at all. Like, he's very tiny. Very um, small. Yeah, he's very small. Uh, he's like, he, but he's tiny. He's not even just short. He's like tiny. Like, like. He's almost like a smaller than Tom Cruise, but he's not a bad guy. He's very fast. He's nice. He's not into it though. So okay, oh, okay. I don't. I don't. Just because we're not into really it, I don't judge him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not that okay. into it. Vanessa Hudgens is awesome, but he's not into it. Oh, see, he seems like he'd be like very friendly, very talkative, yeah. conversationalist. But anyway, what is your biggest money making moment? Oof. If you if you um, are so willing to share, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. As a solo, uh, or uh, um, hmm, that's a good question. Or just like uh, your Kevin Hart, you get. know what? I would say I've had some really huge gets. Like I got Conor McGregor, and this was like actually this was a big uh, change for me. Is um, this is when I ultimately said fuck you to everyone when I went on my own. I got a huge Conor McGregor interview on the street, and he's what's good for Conor McGregor is that he's good internationally. It's not just good in yeah. America. So that means it goes all over yeah. the world. And I got this interview with him on the street. It's awesome. It's real. And nobody gets interviews really with him. And I got this awesome interview with him. And instead of selling it, I just watermarked my name on the video and give it out to everyone for free. And I said, oh, fuck sorry. you to everyone. So instead, I got this, you know, a, you know, $100,000 commercial of my brand all over. And that's what that was like. That was my way of saying to people, hey, guys, I'm not, a, I'm on my own. And I just watermarked my name on the video. And I was like, hey, guys. And I probably could have made a lot of money on that video. But it said, I was like, no, it's screwed. I don't need the money. I'll just put my name on the video and give it out to everyone free so people know that I'm in business. And then weeks later, I, you know, I, I probably got Kevin Hart. And this is a crazy thing. Kevin Hart, when he was going to host the Oscars, remember he didn't stop doing it yeah. because of old comments, old tweets or something mm-hmm. like that or old jokes. But the mm-hmm. next day he was doing Good Morning America. And I saw, I know Kevin pretty well. I've had, I have a great relationship with him. He's one of the best ones out there. 
um, I saw Kevin at the gym and there is, I said, Kev, there's cameras outside. Let's talk to me. I'll ask you questions. I'll tee you up. I won't provoke, you know, like I'm just going to be a platform. And he answered all the questions about like why he's not doing the Oscars. And the next day he did Good Morning America. And like basically I beat Good Morning America and all these outlets out to that, those questions. And I did that with Oprah too. I, you know, I had a big one with Oprah where, you know, she, it's crazy. Oprah did an interview. It was a, it was like a Monday morning. She did an interview about the book club, but I asked her about Meghan Markle Mm -hmm. and Prince Harry, you know, that they were leaving the, the castle and shit. And, uh, I asked her the questions about that and she took Meghan Markle and Harry's side and said, you know, like, how can you not respect someone who's doing it for their family? And that interview did very, very well for me, you know? So, um, you know, anything that those are big names that did very, very well. Was there a moment that you feel like you overstepped? Like you were like, oh, uh, oh, I, I went overboard. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I have to Great. say, you know, I, I honestly, in my, you'd have to really say, oh, I went overboard. But every time I've done it, I've always been cool. I've been professional. And there's been times where, I, you know, I, I haven't really been an asshole back. But like, hey, listen, I, you know, like I've been an asshole because you're an asshole to me. But like, I kind of, I don't know. I, I like, and even when you're an asshole, I really usually don't even care that much. I'm like, whatever, whatever makes you sleep at night. So no, I don't even think there's been times where I really went overboard. You know, I really, I can't think of any time. That's great. All right. Yeah. Well, Adam. We, and sorry, so we talked fun. about we talked about um, Justin and Haley. I just kind of want to get the flip side of Selena Gomez. Do you have any stories on her? Uh, she's in New York now. She's filming a movie with Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. You know, you see them out a lot. That'll she's be like, cute. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's cute-ish. Uh, she's like cute. She's like small and tiny, and, uh, and you know, it's like oh, there's Selena. She's kind of, but uh, she's she's not into it like she's not going to talk to me but she's not going to she'll give up the photo for the photographers but she plays like she's not into it but she does like it so it's just you know it's it's better for photographers than for me you know i like the people that are going to talk to me like i don't go for taylor swift because it's not worth the games the hassle she's not going to talk to me 100 percent, got it you know adam this was so much fun i think i could ask you questions for the next hour yeah i know i love this this is fun we should have him as be one of our experts when there's like a new pop culture something something, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. what like a you know. Pig. I, yeah, yes. I always like to say I like to humanize Hollywood, but also kind of mm-hmm. that's what like doing my podcast, the Hollywood World podcast. But I always say like a humanizer, but also showcase the part of the business that people don't really know about or are kind of confused on. But it's like just like dude, like setup shots happen. You know, pop, celebrities do call you. Like it's a two way street, and like. You know, constantly I'll post a video on my YouTube and I'll post like something people are like, get a real job or like stop harassing them. I'm like, motherfucker, this person called me. Like they're yes. not it. We set this up. Yes. Like that's why I would like to thank the celebrity because they give me two minutes at a time, I'm able to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always like to let them know that because I'm very appreciative when they engage me, they talk to me because because they do, I'm able to live and again eat, you know. I again I don't have a steady paycheck and you know, sometimes, but there's sometimes I wait 13, 15 hours and kind of walk around and get nothing. There's some days I just walk out in five minutes. I'll make, you know, do all right. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's fun. Thank you for really sharing fun. about your life. It yeah, was yeah. really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Thank and you guys for now, me. guys, we're signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.
If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. I don't get it. Podcast.